podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. My name is Allison M., and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. Let's get down to business. On today's episode, I'd like to talk about the word connection. In Wisconsin Music Ventures as a series, we like to say that we are putting together experiences for the audiences, for the musicians. And a big part of the word experience, as far as live music, as far as I'm concerned, is the word connection. And we touched on it in Alicia's um, episode, the most recent episode right before this one. Alicia Dominguez talked about how she connects with her fans, her audience. And really the reason that I was introduced to her was through my friend Paris, whose um, daughters were interested in her music. And uh, he reached out to her, said, hey, you know, my daughters really enjoy your stuff. Um, I'd like to get to know more about you. Um, You know, how can I find out more information about you? And um, essentially she sent some CDs to to them to Paris and his daughters, autographed uh, with cards, and um, and he he was just floored by that. So um, and so were the daughters, and they are forever fans of Alicia's from there on out. And you know what? I I did not remember that they had not met um, when I first met Alicia. I th- I thought, oh yeah, that's right. You're a, you're a friend of Paris's. Um, you know, he knows a lot a lot of people in the music industry. That's why he recommended you to talk with me. No, they had actually never met, um, and I had forgotten that. But he had highly recommended that I talk with Alicia because she made that connection of going the extra mile of beyond just sending a link to her music, beyond just sending a link to her bio or an email with more information. She mailed them uh, personalized information, personalized music, with a note, with a special thing that the, the kids could have to hold in their hands. That's more than a lot of people do right now. And that is a real connection point that, that she figured out how to do and I, that I think a lot of people can learn from. So we talked about connection in that episode. Um, there will be more people that I, I talk about this topic with coming up for sure. For instance, um, shortly, I know I'm going to be talking with a musician named Tuan Mack, and he has floored me with his uh, ability to connect. And now, now more for him, for him it, the perspective was from musician with, with me as a promoter, but also I know he's connecting all over the place with other fans, and he's talked to me about that. We'll talk more in his interview, I'm sure. But I can say recently, he's just reached out to me and said, hey, just checking in, wanted to show you, um, you know, some more um, updates on what I've been doing. He, you know, just sent me a personalized message uh, with a link to, um, you know, some recent updates of his. It wasn't through his email list. It wasn't through his social media. It was a personal message just saying, hey, Allison, like, this is what's up with me. How have you been doing? Um, that really goes a long way. A lot of people don't do that. Uh, so that really stands out. It's something we can all learn from that. I learn all the time from the musicians that I'm working with. And that was a teachable moment to me. 
So connection is such a huge part of the music experience that myself as the concert series promoter, the one who organizes these events, that's something that we can't necessarily do, although we're always looking for musicians who exhibit those qualities and who can be connectors with the audience in ways that, man, we, I mean, we run the show, we organize the event, but the musicians are really the ones responsible for making the connections with the audience members. And it is to their benefit that they do that because they are the ones who will then gain long-lasting relationships out of that, long-standing friends and fans forever if they can make those connections. Uh, I have read the book, um, The Art of Asking. Oh man, I better look that up now. Uh, Amanda Palmer is the musician. Um, Yep, the, The Art of Asking. Amanda Palmer, she's a musician who made her way through essentially Kickstarter and now also Patreon and other social mediaized kind of uh, platforms for raising money, asking for money, um, hence the, the book, The Art of Asking. But she is a performance artist who also did a lot of performance art as uh, sort of a street artist. Um, she was like, you know, those people that stand out there as uh, a Statue of Liberty, or uh, I think in her case, it was it was a bride. Uh, if someone gave her money, um, she was kind of a living statue. Someone would give her money. She would do particular things. It's been a while since I read the book, to be honest, so I don't remember exactly what she would do once people put money in the jar for her. But she would perform once people dropped that money in there. She would talk about things, about ways she would connect with people on the street. Uh, as It could be as simple as just making eye contact with people who would pass. A lot of people, sadly enough, aren't even given the time of day when it comes to eye contact. That's the easiest, simplest way that you can connect with someone is just giving them that simple visual contact, that connection that way. And then beyond that, she is just an amazing rock star beyond the world of music, a rock star at connecting, at talking with her fans, at reaching out to them, at giving them rewards. Like this is really someone who I learned from. I loved her book. I learned a lot about connecting with your audience, with your fan base, with your people, the people who want to support you, you want to continue that connection with, you want to have conversations with, you want to, you know, continue to build that rapport with beyond the concert. How can you constantly do that? And it is tougher and tougher to do that currently um, because of the COVID situation that we're in. So we have to get a little bit more creative in doing that. Uh, For ourselves, we're doing, you know, online events, um, Zoom events. Zoom is, you know, the easiest platform to do that because you can still have kind of a conversational moment and, um, you know, almost make it seem like a spontaneous conversation, even though it's very much not. Um, it's, it's very much more difficult to do that these days, but there are ways to still make it happen. Social media can play a role in connecting with people. It's not quite the same as being in person or at a show, but there are certainly ways and, um, Twitch is, is a great way to do that. A lot of artists are doing a lot of great performances now with engagement on Twitch. That's a whole other, other subject for a whole other podcast episode. But man, if you are a musician, you need to learn the art of connection. 
Um, another thing that I wanted to mention is that I kind of threw it out there on my social media feed, on my personal social media feed on Facebook in this instance. And I think it, I also threw it out there on Twitter, so I better find that. Um, I asked out there what, what musicians are doing during this time, not necessarily just during this time. I said, what do you do to connect with your audience in person, virtually, etc." And I did tell them that they, their responses may be featured on this podcast episode. Uh, their first response, I'm going to give her a shout out right now. It was actually from a patron of ours, Anne Rakowicki, uh, Arrow Music Productions. I'll give her that acknowledgement right now. Thank you for being an amazing patron of Wisconsin Music Ventures. The patrons are what keep us moving, keep us producing at a high level. We love you, Anne. Thank you so much. But her response was, and she I know she's a musician, but her response is more from the audience angle, is that I think that people who make a choice to see live music want to feel like they are a part of what's going on. You've got to say hello to people. Make eye contact. There's eye, t- eye contact pe- piece that Amanda Palmer um, was so, um, so intent on. Uh, make eye contact from the stage. Throw some high fives. And when people say, I had a great time, say thank you. It's just, you know, it's kind of that customer service, you know, in a way. Um, you've got to do little things like that that will set you apart from the next musician over. You know, and a lot of these things um, are things that are so simple to do. A lot of musicians are brilliant musicians, are talented musicians who focus completely on your craft of music. That is fantastic. That's what we need to do. That's what we are expected to do. That is what it's all about. However, if you want to build a following, if you want to have a consistent following, um, your, your fans will become fans because you've made connections. So you could be the best musician in the whole wide world. There are some incredible musicians out there. A lot of them are lacking on the personality side. And it's the ones that are the, are the personalities that actually Steve mentioned this in his first, in our first episode, interview episode, Steve Burks mentioned this with Willie Nelson. He, you know, maybe not the the best or most skilled in his musicianship, but man, he is a great people person and he is great with his niche and he could tell a story. He could, he could do all these other great things, um, connecting people, connecting with people. Um, so great, great words there from Anne. John, I'm going to tell you what John said. He's in a little bit more of a niche, uh, sort of the genre. He said, I try and tap into the, in, into the most niche aspect of the genre I'm doing so that I can have a very targeted audience. My current project sound has a hint of Gothic symphonic metal, and that is a very refined audience from there. Marketing is mostly social media. And then he goes into talking about the different aspects of social media that he's working on talking about Facebook and Reddit and Twitter Um, They're all different ways. They have their own different um, niches in social media that you have to learn in order to connect with people. That that is very true. And they all have their challenges, but they all have their rewards in doing so. Uh, And he's talking about working on on the Spotify playlist on how to really make that work in his advantage, to curate that in the best way, to get that picked up by people. Uh, He said... Yeah, he was very glad to to get this out there, type out his thoughts. Um, yeah, there's oh Spotify making a, list, a Spotify list. That's a whole other episode in itself too. 
Logan Pennington, I'm so glad he jumped on here and made uh, a remark. We'll be hearing more from him on the next episode, actually. And he is a brilliant professional musician. He has so much more to say, which we'll hear shortly. But he is a professional drummer and percussionist with Mannheim Steamroller. And he lives in, in the Milwaukee area currently. Um, does a lot more music in the Chicago area, which is not far from here. He mentioned that smiling and having great positive energy goes a long way on stage. People feed off of the energy that you create. So Logan, thanks for throwing that in there. Yeah, it's so true. And a lot of times for him, especially, you know, he's a little bit further back on the stage at a level that he can still reach his audience. Maybe being able to connect more directly with the fans, with the audience is a little tougher because he's not right out in front. Um... And it's, he's usually, usually playing to big audiences. Mannheim Steamroller has a, has a big following. They're doing tons of shows to huge crowds. But even just smiling, making the eye contact again, it's, it goes so far. And, and then along those lines, Darcy, she's a horn player with the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra in town here. She said, this is going to sound vain, but I always make sure that I'm well-dressed, well-groomed, and appropriately, appropriately accessorized for my performances. I acknowledge the visual aspect of performing and that the audience has to look at me as well as listen to me. I love to smile and look up at the people in the seats. They are as much a part of the performance as the musicians are. I also love to go into the lobby and greet friends and students and smile and interact with the patrons there. I am so grateful to them for supporting us. Some of the best conversations I've had with audience members have been on the walk back to the parking garage. I love that. And again, it just goes such a long way. I'm sure she's gotten so many repeat customers to the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra because of her direct interaction after the concert. Um, potentially even just because she's making a concerted effort within the performance itself, maybe in warm-ups on stage, maybe an intermission, she's sticking around, you know, looking around, smiling making sure people are noticing that she's noticing them. She is a great performer, much of which is because of her personality. And, and she does a great job of, of connecting online with people as well. And last but not least from my Facebook poll here. So this is from Marty Mercer. He's a blues musician from the Chicago area. He's won some, some awards from there. He's a fantastic musician. I, I would love to connect with him more, actually. Marty, if you're out there, that's on my list. Got to reach out to you more. But he said, being approachable, making sure to say hello and thank people for coming to the show. Smiling and just saying hello goes a long way. Letting them know I appreciate that they chose to come see us rather than sit at home because I do appreciate it. When someone orders a shirt or CD off of my website, I throw in a free gift and a personalized note saying thank, uh, thanking them for their purchase and support, talking to people on social media and not ignoring them, being real as far as telling personal stories or admitting that you messed something up or were wrong about something. Oh man, that is great advice. Being real, um, beyond the other things that he said, all of which was exactly right. Um, when people order things from your site, personal notes go so far. Um, that's what Alicia did for Paris's girls. This is what he's doing for his fans. It makes all the difference. But being a real person, admitting your errors. In fact, there's an error I need to admit to at the end of this episode regarding my last uh, kind of solo show episode. But I'll get to that shortly. Um, being a real person, not ignoring them, 
acknowledging them. Uh, when someone says something to you, even if it's on solo me- social media, um, it seems like it can just be in passing, but if you acknowledge that, they will remember that. Um, especially if you are, you know, so quote unquote, a bigger musician, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget who got you where you, where you are now. It's, it's the people, it's the little people out there and connect with them, continue to connect with them because your fan base will grow exponentially. If you can continue to connect with everyone out there, it does not take long. If you can set aside 15 minutes, 20 minutes, even up to a half hour a day, if you have that kind of time and it's a pandemic, what else do you have to do right now? Um, connect with the people who are following you. Um, maybe even going to their pages and reaching out and commenting on their social media right now. They will be floored if you took the time to do that for them right now. Um, They will really remember that. They will be shocked if you are doing that for them right now. And they will really um, come out to you when it is time to do that, when the live shows start back up again. Little things like that can go such a long way. And, and right now, it is, it is so much more important than ever to hone those online connections because we don't have those organic, in-person opportunities. So do what you can to go the extra mile online, um, whether it be via the streaming shows, engaging on there, asking more questions of your audience that is on there. Uh, whether it be reaching out more on social media to the people listening, to the people who are not listening. Um, and then, of course, when you are back in person, doing the things that those, those great musicians who chimed in said. Um, and, and then beyond that, um, I just wanted to mention that going forward, we will do more social media with our own uh, musician, uh, the Musicians Venture social media, which we have a Facebook page set up. Uh, the Musicians Venture on there, uh, as well as Instagram. And then Twitter, it is Musician Venture. Uh, they had a, a more limited amount of characters that we can use. And we have all of this information in our, pro- in our show notes, program notes. You can tell what world I come from. And uh, so if you can find it all there, we'll, we'll throw out some questions now and then that we would love for the audience to, um, to shout out some answers back on. Like this, like, what do you do? as a musician, to engage with your audience. Uh, So this first round I I threw out on my own social media, but going forward, I will also send it out to our uh, podcast social media. So follow us there. We love to engage as well. At least I do. And I'm the host. (laughs) The things I need to correct from my own um, past podcast, the one that we did on, um, on access, is that I was having a great talk with my mother on Thanksgiving. Um, we had a very, very small, intimate Thanksgiving event. Uh, we were very careful about it. Um, but she said, Hey, I listened to your podcast about access. And you mentioned that I, uh, I played flute in high school, but not really much after that. And she said, did you know that I almost minored in music? And I said, no, I did not mother. Thank you for clarifying. And I, I can correct that if you want. She said, oh, don't worry about it. But I feel the need that I need to. Um, and she did play all through college and, and has a little bit now and then after that. But uh, what I was trying to get to with that episode is that um, we were not ever connected as well in the professional music scene as many families are out there. 
Um, and, and, you know, it is what it is. That's just fine. Um, you know, it just, like I said, it made me work that much harder. One thing that was also interesting in that same conversation is she said, you know, you, you said that, uh, you had to work at a camp because we couldn't afford to pay the full tuition. And I don't even remember that happening. And I asked your dad if he remembered that. And he said, oh yeah, I know, I know which one that is. And he named it right off right away. He knew right off the top of his head what it was. And, uh, so although my mother didn't remember that my dad did. And, um, and it's just interesting to me that maybe my parents have forgotten that or filed it away, but it was a very vivid memory for me, uh, what we had to do, uh, what I had to do in order to make things work and how, um, how tough the times were for me as a young musician and how difficult it was for me to be pulled away from the group activities to um, work my way in order to be able to attend that camp. So interesting uh, what we take from those circumstances, I should say. Um, With that, uh, I will bid you adieu and have a great week, day, wherever you may be. And I'll talk to you later. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again.